Welcome to Heart, Hustle, and Humor, a show for dedicated, hardworking, fun entrepreneurs and business owners who want to build a business bigger than their own satisfaction. We all know heart got you started, hustle made it happen, and humor got you through it. This is the only place you can get inspired and motivated by my guests who are using the trifecta of heart, hustle, and humor in their business. It's time to dream higher. Today's episode is brought to you by Kaleidoscope Media Services. Kaleidoscope Media Services helps professionals scale their business by adding digital products for success. I'm your host, Dr. T. Recognized by ABC, MSNBC, and TEDx, Jen Koken is an international executive leadership coach, Fortune 500 speaker, imposter syndrome expert. And we're going to chat a little bit about that, Jen. And she is a recovering comedian. Fortune 500 clients to seven-figure CEOs trust Jen to shake things up with no apologies, no limits, and all laughs. Jen, thank you so much for being here today. (laughs) Thanks for having me here. That was the most amazing intro in that voice I think I've ever had. (laughs) Well, that's great. I just, I am just... I, I, I love the fact that you're a recovering comedian. I love the fact that you're doing the work. And I love the name of your company, Embracing the Ridiculousness of Life. Yeah, baby. Right? Yes. <laughs> How did you come up with that? Because we're so flipping serious. If we don't keep our sense of humor in the midst of all the shenanigans, you know, forget COVID, forget George Floyd, forget like put all the things that have happened in the last two years aside, life's ridiculous. It's absurd. The things that happen to us on a daily basis. And if we can't embrace that and just be like, all right, man, okay. Or woman, whatever you want to say, this is how we're rolling today. And you're done. We're done. No chance. Absolutely. And we get worn out, right? I mean, I, I, you have a story to tell us that that's an amazing story about, uh, how how we can just get into the hustle too much. Yeah. But I, I, I want to talk a little bit about what you and I talked about. And it's it's this embracing your genius and, and really understanding yourself. Uh, tell us more about the work you do around p- helping people. If you are a self-sabotaging perfectionist and don't want to waste 10 years of expensive therapy, getting to the source of that, getting to the root of it, if you want to cut it out, you should work with me. That's really what I do. I work with people that are the high achievers, the go-getters, the people that are hustling, that have a long list of accomplishments, a long list of letters after their name, but guess what? They're sabotaging themselves. And it's almost like watching a train wreck or if you're, it's it's like if you're stuck in traffic and all of a sudden you have to slam, you know, you're in traffic, you have to slam on your brakes. And I always go to the rear of your mirror, like, oh my gosh, is the person behind me going to slam into me? And you realize they are, and you're helpless to do anything about it. We get that way in our own lives and careers where we know we keep sabotaging ourselves, yet we keep doing it and feel helpless. So I work with people to get to to the root of it. So you cut it out. I love it. Just cut it out. Cut it out. Just cut it out. Don't, here's my coaching. Don't do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Worst coaching and funniest coaching ever. (laughs) Ever, right? Ever. 
Well, well, but don't you, I, I mean, you spend a lot of time working with people around this imposter syndrome and you, yeah. you have a different take on overcoming this, supposedly overcoming the imposter syndrome. Overcoming it is a misnomer. If you Google how to overcome imposter syndrome, because everybody's talking about it, that's what people want to do. There's 2.4 million hits on Google as of last week. All right. You can't overcome it. Because the thing you're trying to come over, by trying to come over it, you're actually keeping that thing in place because you're trying to fix something about you that is simply the result of you, not you, but the brain, and you're the thing the brain's a brain of, the brain in your head, on your body, on your stem, your spine, once upon a time when you were likely little, usually that's what I find with my clients, anywhere from, you know, around five to 12 to 17, whatever, somewhere in there, something happened, the brain felt threatened. And it said to itself, I don't want to experience that again. So you became a perfectionist, or you became a micromanager, or you became this loud bull in the China shop to get your way and to command attention so you could go after what you needed. But none of that is fulfilling. And all of that is a result of something where the brain felt threatened. You know, the brain can't even discern between reality and perception, mm -hmm. we think what we're perceiving is real and it's not. It's almost always how we're perceiving things. Yeah. So when I work with my clients, what we do is we get to the root of how come you have imposter syndrome or you experience imposter syndrome in the first place. Uh, you were nine, got a C on a test, brought it home, uh, you know, or got a C and your report card, bring it home. This is one of my clients, all A student brings home the C, your dad's like, what's up with the C? But dad, it's average. Give me 1500 words on average. Embarrassment, disappointed, the dad, I'm never gonna do that again. I'm gonna get everything perfect from here on out. Which, so I say, was why I talk about making imposter syndrome your superpower. Being that perfectionist has propelled you, propelled you to great heights. Mm. You've accomplished a lot with that. If yeah. you are a micromanager in the beginning, you're, you pay attention to details, right? There's two right. sides of that. You can be a micromanager or just somebody that pays a lot of attention to detail. We need a good COO who's paying, or let's say a CFO who's paying attention to details. Them's the numbers people. Yeah. But if you're micromanaging everybody around you to make it done, you're the worst boss ever. And people leave managers, not companies. Yes. So I work with people to transform there and make imposter syndrome their superpower. Another way to say that is help them stop that self-sabotaging train without years of psychotherapy. And I'll say one more thing, Dr. T, I still think you should wear gold chains, um, <laughs> that most people think it's some dramatic, like I've had people say, well, I know why I am this way. Yeah. My childhood, da, da, da. I go, really? If you know, how come it's not making any difference? Mm-hmm. Because learning something doesn't make a difference. We, we're not going to add more knowledge. Everybody knows how to be fit. Right. Most of us are at least 10 pounds overweight. We know you eat less and exercise more in whatever, mm -hmm. I don't care what shape, trillion dollar health and wellness industry, making a buck off that because we're not reliable to honor the promises we make. Like I'm, I'm going to follow this program or that program. So this is the whole thing about overcoming imposter syndrome. You're trying to manage the 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day the average person has. 80 to 85% are negative. 
90 to 95% are repetitive, you are screwed. There's no way you're going to be able to manage those thoughts. Let's get to the root of it and root it out and cut it out once and for all. Yeah, you, I, I love your philosophy on this because we all have some, in my opinion, we all have some level of imposter syndrome. Yes, girl, yes. Right? I mean, yes. it, it, it is what it is. But you're saying, like, look, it's it, embrace your superpower, take it to the next level. And, and I love the way you work with people because you are like, look, here's the truth. Here's how we get over it and let's move on. And, and I'm pretty sure that's why you got named the Velvet Sledgehammer or some people just call you the Sledgehammer. How, did, how does that come up? Well, because people, you know, I wish I had some client testimonials in front of me, but people will say I ask the hard questions, but I ask it in the most loving way possible. Sometimes though, I, I ask a question to pierce through complacency to pierce mm. through, you know, I was working with, I have a small group program. I do monthly with people. We're in a small group. We disrupt, we identify and disrupt your flavor of imposter syndrome. And this one woman was, you know, oh, well, I've been managing this and doing this. And I said, stop, stop talking. She was like, what? <laughs> like, stop talking. You can't manage your mind. <laughs> you actually aren't doing the work I assigned you on the last call. And you're going to leave this call feeling like you didn't win because mm. you haven't done the work and it's very specific work. It's only three sessions, very specific work. I give people yeah. in between and you've got to do that work. So I will just be like, stop. I had one client. I said, uh, it was our sixth one-on-one -on -one coaching call and she starts the call, blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay. And she finished and I go, so I'm just curious had six coaching calls now together. Every call you spend about 10 to 15 minutes of the call just complaining. Do you know that? It's like, well, you're, you're, you're here to help me solve my problems. Nope, I'm not. I'm not here to help you solve your problems. I'm here to hold you to account for who you really are and who Ooh, you know you are yeah. that you aren't expressing right now because you're complaining about everybody because who you are is really the embodiment and essence of love and compassion. You can love people. Yeah. And that's why you're a keynote all over the world because you love people and you want your message to get out there. So let's talk about why complaining. Oh, you know, a little bit of tears. Sometimes people are like, can I throw my phone at you at the <laughs> camera? I'm like, yes, <laughs> of course you can. Will every session be where I'm crying, maybe. And then a lot <laughs> of times we're laughing because I've got, you know, I got to pierce through the complacency yeah. of human being. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the word complacency. Because I think we all have a level of complacency yes. until somebody comes, often with an actual sledgehammer, we can't see it ourselves. And we need somebody like you to say, stop. Yes. And let me say something about that. Every single one of us has the opportunity. I want to say opportunity because I don't mean it like you would think opportunity to hustle ourselves into the grave. Yeah to work super long hours, to try to do more, to be available to people 24 seven. I had someone earlier today, I developed power partner relationships with other people who are either in the same space that I am or have different clients. And this is, you know, for the coaches that are listening or we uh, do, you know, we have this, we have different clients, but are whatever doing the same thing kind of sure. thing, right? Yeah. 
And well, I really want you to be, I'm doing a, a five day free thing. Could you send it out to your email list? And can you be on it? And I had just finished saying to her, look, I want to let you know, I have a boundary because our call was at 11 a.m. I go, we're going to have to move our call between 1 and 5 p.m. So I have a hard boundary. I only do Zoom and phone Monday through Thursday, 1 to 5 p.m. I'm off on Fridays and I don't work weekends. Now, I told that to her and she kept pushing. I'm like, I'm going to be really direct. I'm not going to do your program. Well, will you blah, blah. I'm not mm -hmm. going to send it to my email list. However, if you tell me the kind of person you want, I'll think of a few people and send it to them. Now, how did I get there? Was it a coach? No. How I got there was I was diagnosed with breast cancer last year. Yeah. And that talk about a sledgehammer. I'm fine now. I'm cancer free. Last Yay. scan, you yeah. know, clear, thank, thank God. Exactly. Right. But that happened uh, in a year where I was hustling so hard, pandemic walked into the year 20, I lost 80% of my business because I lost a big client. We weren't mm -hmm. traveling. They didn't renew hustle, 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 hustled, got, you know, everybody was hustling and figuring out how to do. I mean, I've always been virtual. I've always done virtual presentations, but I was now no longer going and doing in-person workshops. Right. By the end of the year, I literally had two X to my business. And the majority of that money was made after I was diagnosed with cancer. And here it was, here's what was interesting. July of that year, I said to myself, I was on the balcony. It was 10 o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock. I don't know. It had to have been before nine because in the summer at 9 a.m., I can't even be on my balcony. And I said to myself, I need a break. Mm -hmm. I need a break. And my business manager and I talked and I go, look, we got to let go of a whole litany of things. And he said, thank God everyone was about to quit. So it's a good thing that you came to that conclusion. So, okay, here's what we're going to do moving forward. And boom, I kid you not, Teresa, a week later, I found a lump in my breast. Oh. And I said, okay, God, I guess I really am going to take a break. And because of that, and not knowing how bad it was, mm -hmm. not knowing if I needed chemo, chemo brain, I had heard about that. My mom died of ovarian cancer. Okay. She got forgetful. I'm a coach, right? My brain, my brain is my tool. Painter uses yes. a paintbrush, my brain and my voice. I didn't know what the future was going to look like. And quite honestly, I fell into a deep depression and I didn't tell very many people. I was still coaching my clients because I knew when I had the opportunity to make a difference for someone else, my attention wasn't on myself. And I told my team, I said, look, I'm only going to coach people from one to five. You got to miss everything. I'm going to have doctor's appointments. Yeah. Some days I'm going to need to lay in bed and cry. Some days I'm going to need to sleep more. Mm -hmm. Some days I may just want to gather lint out of my belly button and look off serenely into the sky. And look at the clouds and compare the shapes of the clouds to the lint in my belly button and see if maybe I do have an elephant in there. But that made such a difference. And what I found, figured out was more productive. When mm -hmm. I set up those boundaries, I was way more productive. Yes. I had concentrated work time. And 10 to 12 now for me has become working on the business or doing art, going for a walk, journaling personal growth and development, whatever I need to fill my bucket so I can be for yes. others. Sometimes we get a coach to give us that sledgehammer. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what everybody should have. I never want another human to, to put themselves in the rut that I put myself in Yeah. to figure out you need to freaking slow down, slow down, create boundaries, say no graciously. Yeah. You used a word intentionality. I 
that word to me is so impactful. Mm. You became more intentional and you said specifically with yourself. And interestingly enough, when you reduced the time that you allowed to work with clients, you 10X your business. I and 2X my business. 2X your business. Yes. And the majority of that money was made from the time of my diagnosis to the end of the year. Yeah. And then uh, I set things up. So Q1 of this year, I did six figures. And then Q3 of this year, I did six figures. Yeah. And in fact, I was saying to you that the last week of September, I grossed more the last week of September than I did all of 2020. I, I just, I, I want people, the, the listeners to hear that, the, this, this grind, this getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning and going until Ooh. 10 at night, it, 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 it's, it's not getting you anywhere. No, that, that hustle, hustle, hustle. And that's, that is part of that imposter syndrome because you think if I work harder, okay, look, forget all that stuff. Figure out what works for you. If, you know, I know my most creative time is the morning. I like being outwardly focused between one and five because that creative time, I can be creating my programs. I can be thinking about my clients, what they might need. I can be, you know, I just landed a great uh, contract with a company where I'm going to be transforming their entire company culture using the lens of Clifton Strengths. Mm-hmm. But we got to start with a whole, the launch meeting is going to be a reset because it's a toxic workplace culture. So I've been able to spend the mornings thinking about, well, how would I approach this? And how do I empower people in the conversation without cutting off heads or telling people, you know, if you don't like it, give us your resignation at the end of the day, which is what I'm going to say ultimately. But how do I say that in the, mm. that's what they've tasked me with. How do I say that in the best way possible? Right. You know, so if, if that's not your best creative time, then be with people in the morning. If the afternoon's your best creative time, then flip that around. But you've got to block out time to sit still and think. Mm-hmm. Tune into your body. Yeah. Listen to your intuition. So with that, mm-hmm. do you believe in balance? No, it's bullshit. Oh, can I swear on this? Yes, you can. Okay. All right. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think balance is bullshit. Totally. And I used to give this talk in person to a lot of women's groups because women especially we have you know that whole uh what was that thing i'm gonna bring home the bacon fry it up in a pan and never <laughs> never let you forget you're a man what was that right. stupid what commercial was that? <laughs> that like that like patriarchal nonsense from the 70s but we all think oh you can have it all you can't as uh stephen wright used to say number one you'd have you don't have a place to put it all <laughs> I, I don't it. care how many storage closets you build. You don't have a place to put it all. More than that, you don't want it all. Mm-hmm. And we all have to make choices, but we think we, we look at balance, this ideal state of perfection. We chase after it like a cougar at a frat party during freshman orientation week. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where's it going? You're going chasing it around. And we have this ideal in our head of what that's going to look like. Well, I'm going to achieve balance when all my clients are happy. I have a full roster. Leads are coming in. The laundry's put away. I cook homemade dinners for my family. Or, you know, if I'm married, I'm in love with my spouse. If I'm single, I'm enjoying dating and I'm in love with my body from head to toe, from my left droopy boob. Or if you're a dude, your dad bod, whatever, it's (laughs) never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. 
I can't beatbox, but you know, it's just not going to happen. So what I tell people is, if you think about balance as uh, the moments in between, and if you mm. envision the ocean, right, the tide comes in and it hesitates for a moment, like even when you take a breath, hesitate for a minute and breathe out. So if you can remember that the balance is that moment in between the ebbs and flows of life, in between the highs and lows, and you can begin to get present to those moments, then, you're, then you've got some stringing together of balanced moments, right? And the truth is, when we say balance, we don't want ups or downs. We want just a straight across line, right? That's what we think balance is. <laughs> yeah, that's never been my life. Me neither. And it never will be. Guess no. what? It never will be. No. No. And really, when you think about it, who wants that? Who wants just that monotone life, right? I want it full of color and life and yes. ups and downs. Because I think when you have that down moment, I think it makes the up moments much more precious. And sweet, right? Yes. And sweet. And when you're up against the wall for something because you're trying to sort something out or figure something out or you're in the midst of uh, develop, you know, just designing a new topic for your speaking, your, your speech, or your, your coaching a client, when you're playing on those skinny branches with no net, when you're really giving it your all and not sure that's when we grow. Yes. Yeah. It isn't when we're like side by side with every other tree. Cause if you're side by side with every other tree, you're actually shadowing each other. Mm. Yeah. You can't grow. Shadowing you need to get out of the shadow. Yes. Take that, take that jump. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right. You are, you are just so <laughs> funny with your stories and everything. And, and <laughs> you are a recovering stand-up comedian. How, how did you jump from being a comedian into this work and having all this humor to teach? Okay. The better question is how did I jump from a 25 year political career? Into that this. is a better question. That is a better question, <laughs> Doctor yeah. T. From from politics to comedians. Yeah. To yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like I've always uh, so I I uh, my whole career was spent in politics, getting people elected, passing legislation, all those things. At the same time, I was doing that. I was a coach for one of the premier internationally renowned uh, personal growth and development companies called Landmark Worldwide. Oh, yeah. Yep, they offer a course called yep. the Landmark Forum. So I led their seminars for 16 years. I didn't get paid for that, mm. but my ass got trained like you wouldn't believe because I, I coached upwards of you know six to eight thousand people yeah. 30 hours a week. And I was being trained and developed all the time. So people ask me, like, well, what certification did you go after? Zero. I don't need them. I have on the court, like in the driver's seat yeah. for 16 years of on the court coaching people, videotaping myself, watching myself in that videotape and nearly throwing up, having my coach watch that, watch that videotape. It's like watching a game tape and debriefing the whole thing for 16 years. That was my self-expression. That such, was such a way that I made a difference in the world as well as politics. Back around 2015, I had this moment, Teresa, where I said, wow, you know, I've always been this hard driven kind of type A um, masculine energy kind of person, mm -hmm. which again is how I got things done. Like, wow. Really am interested in embodying the divine feminine, mm -hmm. embracing that, that sweet femininity, that allowing the flow in conjunction with that divine masculine. 
So that is when I turned in my uh, hat as a coach with Landmark, because I also wanted to study different disciplines. And when you're a, when you're a program leader with Landmark, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to mess up the water, right? right? You got to stay in your lane. Right. So yeah. I began to study um, energy work and um, uh, flow states and imposter syndrome and embodied leadership and all these different disciplines. And then in 2016, I was at the time a, um, uh, I was heading a division at a solar company and my, I had built up a team of 12. We were basically a marketing department out lobbying municipalities to hire us as mm-hmm. their solar installer on record. Mm-hmm. And I walked, and during that time, I was writing my first book, okay? My mom passed away from ovarian cancer 2011. Before she died, I said, mom, she was misdiagnosed for a year. I'm like, mom, I don't want another family to go through this. I'm going to write a book about it. Yeah. So people know, and I want it to be uplifting for people that are dealing with terrible times. And the name of that book, by the way, is When I Die, Take My Panties. Because my mother told me to take her panties. And I um, took them. Because you can't not say, yeah, take my panties. Because she told me to take them. Told me to yeah. take them. So I did. All right. All right. So anyway, so I was had done four rewrites of that book, seven rewrites of that book. Finally, it was ready to be released. And I had hired a publicist and I walk into my, uh, my boss asked to meet with me on a Monday morning. And I walk in and he pushes a folder across to me and gets this tear in his eye. And he goes, your services are no longer needed. I'm like, really? And then I started crying because I loved the company and my job. Uh-huh. They were reorganizing, really focusing on commercial solar. I, I stayed to lay off six members of my team. The other six kind of got absorbed. Some people moved on, et cetera. But I sat down that week and was like, all right, God, you know, this is the fourth job I've been laid off of as I'm writing this book. There's got to be a bigger message, Mm -hmm. which I thought it was only speaking about ovarian cancer. And I did a really good job of that, became an Amazon bestseller, um, got all kinds of radio, TV, et cetera. But holding that space of cancer and grief and that kind of thing for those months, for about six months, it was exhausting and I couldn't keep doing that. Mm. So I chose to hang up my shingle and start coaching and use what I learned and how I was trained and developed and apply all the disciplines that I had learned and added to and became a full-time coach. Because truly at the end of the day, what I absolutely love is seeing women C-suite level leaders, entrepreneurs. I mean, usually I, I coach female executives because there's so few at the top, but there's some men that resonate with my message and I coach them too. I want to empower them to be their authentic self. And I hate that word authenticity because I think people have it at like a box. They're trying to check of what that yeah. means. And authentic simply means to, in my world, unique. What's your unique expression of leadership? Much better word, much, much better. Yeah, because everybody's distinct. We're all the same, yet we're all different. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about stop sabotaging yourself without 10 years of expensive therapy, once you stop sabotaging yourself, I bring you on a journey to identify and create your fullest expression of your unique leadership style. So you can be happy and at home with yourself when you're out there leading. Yeah. Fullest expression of self. Yeah. Unique. Oh yeah. I, I, right. And, and that, then that goes full circle back to the imposter syndrome. Yep. Right. I mean, you yep. are the, the expert on imposter syndrome. And if, if you're allowing that to get in your way, 
yep. you cannot express yourself. Right, right. And, I would say I'm an expert in imposter syndrome, not the expert. Others might correct me, but I don't think it's okay. The well, expert. you know, it's my podcast. Yeah. I can say that. You can do what you want to. It's my podcast. <laughs> I'll say the if I want to. That's right, baby. Yeah. I mean, yeah, all right. Woo, woo. <laughs> all right. See, listeners, didn't I tell you she's funny? I mean, mm. come on. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you also you also wrote a book though called Embrace the Ridiculousness, a pocket guide to being a better you. Yes, 12 lessons. And it's a skinny little book. Like I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. There used to be this song. It's a skinny little boy from Cleveland, Ohio. Come to chase your women and drink your beer. But I don't know. Don't, 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 don't. Skinny little book called, uh, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Anyhow, yes, it's a skinny little book. Literally, it's uh, 12 chapters, 12 lessons. And what I tell people is get it. And when you're in a funk, open it to one of the lessons. Ah. Apply it to your life. It's yeah. applicable. That's where I, my coaching, yes, I work on mindset, but we're then going to apply what we learned and develop practices for you to experiment with. That's where that practical application of my campaign background comes in. Mm -hmm. Because for me, if it's, if it's, if it's, you know, I would tell people, don't give me how many doors did you knock on 50? No, you didn't either did 48 or 51. 50 mm -hmm. is not a real number. So I don't want to lead people on this like foofy esoteric arena. Yeah. I want people to know, nope, this is what we're, this is, is how we're going to apply it. And I'm going to experiment with this mm -hmm. new, expression of my leadership. And I'm going to start starting every sentence with, I'm curious, why are you an asshole? No, I wouldn't say that. You think it, but you, think you might it, not but you wouldn't it say directly. That. Although, you know, the sledgehammer might part of you. Right. No, no, I would never. I would just say, I'm curious, you know, <laughs> what, um, when you, you know, said X, uh, I felt like you didn't trust me. Is that mm. what you meant? No, 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 no. I didn't mean that. No. And there's, there's a real practical tip when you're, because nobody knows how to have positive conflict. We're not taught this at ever, ever, no, ever, never, ever, ever in an argument with somebody or somebody is arguing with you and you're, and you're thinking to yourself, where'd this come from? Whatever they say, always say to them, I heard this from someone else. Always say to them, I heard you say this. Is that what you meant? Yeah. And they will always backpedal. No, no, no. That's not what I meant. That's not it really. No. Mm -mm. What's, what's next for you? What, what are you going to do next? I mean, you've been, uh, had a, an amazing career. You, you know, you've lived some very, uh, tragic things. You've overcome them. You've, you're, you're teaching through your, you know, through this, this laughter and humor, but what, what's next for Jen? Well, it's, it's really staying the course, which is empowering as many leaders as I can to stop sabotaging themselves and contribute what they want to contribute to the world, make the difference they want to make. So I have, as of last month, I do a three session workshop, small four to six people, three sessions. And we're going to do that in those three sessions. We are going to interrupt your self-sabotaging behavior, mm -hmm. AKA your imposter syndrome and create your new expression of leadership, that'll be the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. But the tip didn't sink the Titanic. It was everything you couldn't see below the surface. Mm -hmm. So I also have a four month leadership program called Awaken Your Greatness Academy. And that is the container where we're gonna apply what you got into your life and really set yourself up for success. 
And I also just started doing this super cool 30 day challenge called the Awaken Your Greatness Challenge, Mm. teaching people how to lead from the heart, how to let go of being perfect, listen for the gold and what others are saying, and acknowledge people for how they're showing up instead of how you wished they were showing up. And that next challenge will be in December. Um, because I think it'd be great around the holidays because man, we get weird around the holidays. We we need it. We need things around the holidays. Oh Lordy. Don't we ever, how do I listen? How do I listen for the gold from weird uncle Jack who keeps asking me if I want to go play foosball in the basement, not in like that kind of a way, but like, Hey, look, here's my world war two memorabilia. Oh, thanks (laughs) uncle Jack. Do you know that there's a stink bugs, you know, infested down here? I don't really want to go, but I can't offend you. (laughs) All the things, all of it, all of it. Well, before I, before I let people know how to get a hold of you, what, what's your last, as we're wrapping up here, you know, what's that last little nugget you want to give to the listeners? Trust yourself, mm. trust yourself. Powerful. I had a client reach out to me today and say, so-and-so wants me to do this. What do you think? I said, what do you think? I don't want to. Okay. Anything else? I think I should. There's your answer. Mm-hmm. See, we know when we're hustling so hard and we don't take time to be still, we can't hear those nudges. Mm-hmm. Can't hear it. So trust your gut. There is a distinction. I can't go into it because another friend of mine does this between intuition and instinct. But the mm-hmm. bottom line is trust yourself. You got all the answers. Trust Quit it. looking outside yourself for that yeah. and stop, you know, all those, I don't know. What is the big high ticket? I can get you high ticket. I hate those, the bro marketing and the high ticket. You know, trust yourself. How, 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 how can people get a hold of you? I want to do eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. That's not real. Uh, That's Jenny, Jenny for your younger listeners. That was a song that was very big in the eighties. In a moment, we'll be back with the rest of Casey's game from the top 100. Uh, Best way to get a hold of me is my website jenkoken.com, J-E-N-C-O-K-E-N.com. As soon as you pop into that website, it's going to say, are you tired of sabotaging yourself and want to do that? Want to stop that without 10 years of therapy? Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's do a coffee talk. You can also see under the coaching piece is my Awaken Your Greatness um, uh, Academy and the challenge and my imposter syndrome work. So you just go right to that website. It's all there. JenCoken.com. J-E-N-C-O-K-E-N.com. Love the voice. Love the singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. It, it's, it's been great. Love the work you're doing. Thank and you. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. And and for my listeners, I know you love this episode. So please subscribe, like, share with your friends and leave us a review. Continue to dream higher until next time. Are you a professional looking to take your business to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go to kaleidoscopemediaservices.com. Check it out. And if you feel you are ready, then set up a time to talk to me and my co-founder, Laura Neubauer. I'm your host, Dr. T. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends.